your family. So I just pray when you leave here today that you feel loved and you feel welcomed and that you just feel like you've been in the presence of God this morning. So I'm going to everybody to stand up. We're going to worship. We've got a big service, an exciting service today. So let's get started. Billy, let's go. Yeah. 
Is it impact church believe baptism? Why? Because it's biblical, but we also believe that it's an outward expression of inward change. Yeah. And so when you say, I've been changed on the inside, I'm no longer practicing the things I did before Amen. I say, I'm not living like that. I don't talk like that anymore. <laughs> I don't live like that anymore. My life reflects yeah. that something has happened. So what happened on the inside is a reflection on the outside. So as he goes down in that water, they're coming back up out a new person, a new creature, already born again, but they're letting everybody else know. I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Pastor Kevin, coming over here. One of my old pastors used to say, he said, we love baptizing people so much, if we could, we'd call the church Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> 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 Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts.
David and the mighty men, I believe there was about 400 of them, returned to Ziklag to find that the Philistines had actually snatched their families. They actually snatched their goods and all their belongings and all their wealth. And when they came back, they said, David was pretty upset. You would be upset this morning if somebody snatched away everything you had. Well, here's what I found out in that story. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. So this morning, as I'm playing this praise and you worship music, I'm not up here just to entertain you or play a special. I'm up here giving you a chance to encourage yourself in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And some of you think you're coming here this morning that the devil has made you a target. Does anybody feel like a target this week? Do you want me to tell you the secret to not feeling like a target? Huh? As a shooter in the military, I could hit anything when it was standing still, but when it started moving, I had a hard time. Man. So David started encouraging himself in the Lord, but he was going to encourage himself moving. But with the power, power. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Where Jesus on 
all those ways to sit on your blessed assurance. You just yeah. gotta keep on praising when you realize how good the mercy of our God is. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Well, I thank God for the activity and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We got we got something right here. Yes. Did you say a ten for yeah, him? I said a ten. I'm telling you, when I walked in the door, I've never been in this place. <laughs> I saw a tent. I I kept thinking how about there's gonna be a tent. And I kept hearing a tent. So I gotta speak up. So somehow, some way, there's gonna be a tent provided. Yes. And this is the volume that's gonna be pretty large. So yes. I just feel it in my spirit. Uh, I walked in here and I can feel the Lord and yeah. I can see it growing here. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, God don't need no matches. Come on. And right now you got fire. Come on. Hey. Come on. Tell you, she knows that while I've been on the road, there's nights 
that I literally cried myself to sleep because I miss you. And as much as I love preaching in church in Columbus, Ohio, my God, what a place to preach. Down in Georgia, Indiana, we're not even halfway through the Legacy Tour. There's no place I'd rather be than right here with you. I love you with all my heart. And I'm so thankful for what God is doing in your life. And, and it's the Lord. It's not the personality of the preacher. Because even when the preacher's gone, the anointing is still working in our lives. Yeah. There's just a few things that happen. When I come back, I like to celebrate things that happen on the road. But, but let me just tell you some things that happen here. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in and I told, uh, I told Bree, so good to see you this morning. Amen. I, love you. Yeah. I, told morning, I walked out and I saw this crowd and I said, it's always good when I come back and it's not empty. Hallelujah. <laughs> and... Uh, and so, some incredible things that have been happening while I've been gone that I want to celebrate. First of all, you ought to lose your epic mind that that man back there holding an iPad, getting ready to get married to that beautiful Missy that today he's celebrating 13 years.
Blake. I love your wife, Frank, all these wonderful sons and daughters in the ministry we have. His cousin in the hospital while I was gone, life or death situation. They didn't think she was going to make it. Marcia, is that her name, Pastor Blake? Yes. Marcia was in the hospital, and she's very anti-religion, anti-faith, didn't want anything to do with Christianity, because devils don't ever want anything to do with the reality of the kingdom. Would you just keep sowing in your prayers? Yeah. yeah. We sow in our finances, but we sow in our prayers. We sow in our tears. I might preach that to you this morning. I'm still trying to figure out what the Holy Spirit wants. Amen. But he went to that hospital because she requested. Let me tell you something. This backslidden, unhappy, demonic church in America needs to get its salvation back so we can get its shout back. Something so wonderful in your life that people want what you have. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. I've been at the dinner table. Those of you who've never been to dinner with my wife, you know she always eats what's on her plate, my plate, and your plate. If it's good, then yeah, she likes to eat. But if you put something in your mouth and spit it out or make a face like that's gross, even Amy who loves to eat it will touch it. And some of you need to realize you are walking around with a personality, with a persona, and with stuff all over you that nobody wants. And you wonder why the church is empty. until she was on her deathbed and could see from a distance whatever he has has transformed him and I need it. Why don't you live with such a great anointing that people begin to cry and to beg to get just a little bit of what God's put on the inside. was to live. But a man of God that is happy. My God, Blake, show me how happy you are.
is good. Amen. Yes. Amen. Anybody in a hurry? No. Well, how about this? That wonderful, wonderful, but very manly, large deacon I got back there. That, the only swag that he's got. Some people got the anointing of swag. The only anointing of swag he's got is on his head. That hat that he wears. <laughs> that deacon breath running around like crazy working on our sound. He was, he has a heart to serve in sound. And so he was paid. Because you know, you start living right, God just might put you on his payroll. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Couldn't even walk, start running around. 
saw people jumping up and down, just having a good old time. And that picture was purely accidental. Um, but it was definitely God. Because I said that just like, hey, take a look at the stage. And my wife sends me the picture back as the story goes. There's a zillion circles around this picture. goes, what is that? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. She goes, was that a person on stage? No, nobody was there at the time. So that right there tells me one thing. Revival's not coming. Revival's here. Diagnosed with some 
chemical imbalances and some depression issues, gone to counselor for years, and that's okay, God uses that. But you want to just go ahead and shout for the first time in seven years, she's off every antidepressant.
128. Psalm 128. I'm not going to do Psalm 146. I'm going to do Psalm 128. Psalm 128. Psalm 128. Psalm 128. I'm in the Christian Standard Bible this morning. If you're there, say amen. Amen. I feel a few people hear a few turn. Amen. My God is good when you lose your breath in church. Amen. When you just do no work out. We might lose some, you know, lose some weight up in that church. Amen. <laughs>
his blood. You don't decide what's holy and what's unholy. Amen. It's not up for debate. If the word says it's right, it is right. And if the word says it is wrong, it is wrong. Your opinion means nothing. Amen. That's why your opinion and your lifestyle continues to get you nothing. God's happiness is for everyone who fears him and walks in his way. We don't fear God. If we feared God, we wouldn't treat each other the way we treat each other. If you had a holy, trembling fear of God, you would not talk bad about anybody because you would realize God hears you talking about his son or daughter. Some of you are cursed until you repent of the things you've said about God's sons and daughters. Amen. Oh, I'm holy because I don't drink. No, you got an unholy attitude that is a curse from the depths of heaven. Am I preaching? Yeah. Yeah. Happiness is for everyone who fears the Lord. Right. This is what the fear of God does. It brings an awareness of His presence when you make decisions because you have a fear of ever stepping out of His will. Not because He will scold you, but because what's out there shall scold you if you get out of His will. Yeah. 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 I hate, and I mean hate, Elder Rick, that cursed, God-forsaken, drop zone, power tower, whatever you call it, and all the theme parks that takes you up on a seat and you sit there for a minute and then it just drops you. Nope. That's from hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody screaming like PDA when I get on that thing. Because my daughter begged me, I'm a good father. Amen. <laughs> the fear is not if I fall out of the seat, what the machine is going to do to me. The fear is if I fall out of that seat, what the fall is going to do yeah. to me. The fear of God is not that God's going to kill you and beat you when you fall out is that the fall is going to trip you up and beat you up. And so the fear of God is not a fear of God. It's a fear of when I'm not with him, what should happen to me? My security, he's my strong tower. He's my refuge. When I'm in his presence, when I'm in his seat, I am safe and secure. But my God, I fall out of this. You need God to baptize you with the fear of God. Amen. You won't have sex when you shouldn't be having sex when you got a fear of God. You won't drink what you shouldn't drink when you got a fear of God. You won't talk like you shouldn't talk when you got a fear of God. And you won't cheat God in your tithes and offerings when you got a fear of God. The fear of God and being out of His will keeps you. Strapped in the seat of his favor. Yeah. Yes. Come on. And the happiness is directly related to the path that I'm walking. 
But in the end, I told them, Pastor, I said, some of you need God to deal with your devil. Some of you need God to deal with your decision. Yeah, that's right. It's not a devil that puts you in a mess. It's a decision that puts right, you in a mess. Right, right. Yes, sir. You can't make decisions that are contrary to the word of God and expect to be happy and blessed. That's right. Yeah. God wants you blessed. God wants to put the happy back in your life, but it's directly tied to the fear of God. Come on. I preached a sermon back when Pastor Blake was a senior pastor. He didn't senior pastor that church much longer after I preached for him. And I'll let you figure out why. He, he brought me in. He said, my God, David, that's the first time I brought you in. You could have taken a life. God's tired of people that are giving out life. You're right. right. I preached a sermon from years ago about the all of God, A.W.E., the all of God. We're no longer caught up in the all of God. We're not caught up in the all of God. Where I am all black. I am am moved by his marvelous strength and his great. I'm aware that there's a God. I'm in all of him. I'm in all of the mess that I keep creating in my life. Everyone, look over your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Everyone, everyone can be happy. Look over your other neighbor. Say, neighbor. Why don't you get yourself happy? Be Jesus' name. Now shout like somebody's getting. rebellion against God. I can't put a fist towards God and a hand out towards God. I'm going to fight God about this part of my life. I'm going to fight God about this area of my life and just keep my hand out asking God to get it. It don't work that way. You might as well put both hands up or both hands out because you ain't getting both. God, look at that mighty man of God sitting over there, Josh. Man, look at him. Look at him taking there and said, I hope what my daddy got. God's a blessing. Look at that smile. Look Amen. at the joy Amen. of God. He ain't got no desire to drink anymore. Come on, God's opened up such incredible opportunities. Yeah. 
you expect everything to just be handed to you. Yes. Right, right. I travel and preachers want this anointing and they want this lifestyle. Well, let me tell you something. These hands worked for it. There was sacrifice. You don't know the days that we were accused. It's bad enough being accused of things we have done in our past, but being accused of things we didn't do. You don't know the times we cried ourselves to sleep. You don't know the times we didn't have a friend in the world. You don't know the cost. Amen. Yeah. And you just want it. Just give it to me. You quit working for me. Get some sweat equity. Won't you do something? Yeah. Invest in your happiness by serving and laboring in the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. The Bible says, look what your Bible says. I'm preaching the Bible to you. Look what it says. It says you will eat what your hands have worked for. Some of you got no joy to eat, no point, no no peace to eat because you've not been working for peace and you've not been working for joy. Yeah. Work for it. Yeah. Amen. Invest in it. Make decisions that will lead to happiness and peace, not destruction and death. Yes. Amen. Make decisions that will lead to blessing and happiness, not depression. Yeah. Your depression, your your decision has so much more value than the American dollar right now. Yeah. Quit dismissing the value of the decision. Yeah. You will, my God Almighty, you will surely eat what your hands have worked for and you'll be happy and it'll go well for you. Mm -hmm. Your lifestyle matters. Yes. Your choices matter. Yes. Your decisions matter. Yeah. Jesus said, why don't we pray for laborers? He didn't pray for some backslidden sissy people that want a microphone, want a stage, want the always to go, want to recognize some title. He said, why don't you pray for some laborers? Why don't you pray for some people that are willing to get to work? Yeah. 
Hey, Pastor, did you see that van we just passed? You want to stop and see if we can get it? Yeah, <laughs> we can drive it home. Yeah. Holy Spirit said, let's talk. I said, okay, what do you what Holy Spirit tell me something? He said, tell the people, write this down. This is a prophetic word. That means I actually heard God say it. Tell the people, stop wiping their tears and start sowing their tears. Yeah. That's a word of knowledge. That's a word. What does that mean? It doesn't just something that sounds good that we put on a t-shirt. Or put on a poster, but we better put that on a poster too, because it's good. Amen. Stop wiping your tears and start sowing your tears. This is what we do in the American church. When people start crying, we start trying to stop the tears and wipe them up. Come on. Jessica, I'm never going to tell you to stop. Stop crying for your baby. You keep crying, and here's why. Those are seeds that are being sown. Your tears are seeds that are being sown for a harvest. And those tears are going to produce a miracle. And we're all going to shout about it. Stop telling them. So stop crying. Stop trying to wipe the tears. And start sowing some tears alongside them. Stop trying to wipe the tears. Put your arms around them. Get down with them. And cry with them. And believe with them. And let's start sowing some tears into the soil of God. So that on the other side of this thing, we will reap what we have sown. You don't understand that God understands the language of your tears. Stop wiping them and sow them. Let the tears go. Talk to God. Pray to God. Write down in a journal. Express yourself to God. Let your tears hit the ground. And it will produce a harvest in due time. Amen. Your tears are your seed that are meant to fall to the ground and have expression and have conversation with God. And as long as you keep wiping them, they don't have a chance to get into the soil of God. Yeah. So stop wiping your tears and just let them flow. Let them flow. I got a Bible for that. I'll send it to you later if you backslid and don't believe me. Your wife, look at this, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children, like... Your young olive trees around the table. God has individual blessing. He has family blessing. He has community blessing. He's got national blessing. God just loves to bless. It's who he is. That's right. In the beginning, God created man and he blessed him. It is in the nature of God to bless. Yes. It's his nature. It's what he does. It's who he is. God wants to put blessing. He wants to put happiness in your entire family. Yeah. But you have to sow in order to reap. And the sowing time is always in the difficult time. Pastor Kevin just did his first two baptisms and there were his grandchildren. Come on, praise the Lord. Can I teach you? you? He's not in a cycle of sowing, though you still sow in the harvest. He's in a harvest season. He sowed a lot to get what he has. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you quit sowing, you'll go through an incredible drought. That's right. That's right. Yep. Never stop sowing in the harvest. Yeah. What am I talking about? Writing a check? I'm not talking about money, although that includes money. Sowing is so much deeper than that. I'm That's talking right. about investing into yes. God's kingdom. Yep. Yes. And so let me tell you, he invested. He didn't say, I'm staying in Texas until I have a job that's absolutely right. He said, I'm coming from Texas, and I'm going to come to Ohio, and I've got nothing lined up. Now, listen, this is a cuss word in the American church among preachers. And so don't tell them I said this, or they might try to 
you know, come against me. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe it. Amen to that. God said to go, so I'm going. Didn't have everything lined up. Moves here. It's almost impossible to get a job in Appalachia. He didn't get depressed. He got frustrated, but not depressed. And so here he is. He served in the United States Navy. He's, he's 15 years into teaching as a school teacher. Walked away from all of that. And he had no choice but to provide for his family to go work at Walmart. Nothing wrong with Walmart. But for him, there was a step in a different direction than what he was used to. It wasn't just a pay cut for him. It was an inconvenience because he missed out on so many ministry moments that we had during that first year. He couldn't be there because he was working evening shifts. He was working the swing shift, so he couldn't be here. But he didn't quit. He didn't just, that's it, I quit. Stop working for me. He was sowing, yeah. and God was watching. Yeah. He was sowing, and God was watering. He didn't have a whole lot of money, but he tied the money he did have. He was sowing. He couldn't always be here, but when he could be here, he was here, and he was serving, not complaining. He was sowing, and now he's on the opposite end to where he's reaping a harvest that produces a happiness. What you do in the valley prepares you to get to the mountain. Yeah. He was sowing. He was investing, crying and praying, God save my children, save my grandchildren. Those tears that they pray, it's, it's a seed in the soil. Are you understanding me? Yeah. Happiness doesn't just happen. I said happiness doesn't just happen. God wants to bless your whole family. Look at verse 4. In this very way, the man who fears the Lord shall be blessed. If you look the word blessed up, we can accurately translate that. The word blessed is happy. Yeah. Happy is the man who fears the Lord. Yeah. Get your perspective back. Get your fear back of stepping out of God's wheel. Get your fear back of being on the outside of that daggone drop tower instead of being on the seat in the drop tower because you know if you land over there instead of landing over here, it ain't going to be put in. Get your fear back. Get your walk back and you'll get your joy back. Yeah. Yes. Sow something that will produce something. Yeah. And watch this. Verse 5. I'm going to preach about three of these. May the Lord bless you from Zion so that you will see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yeah. And will see your children's children. Amen. The psalmist is talking about something in Appalachia we think is not Christian, and it's absolutely Christian. Peace and provision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Elder Dale, are waiting on you. Come on, why aren't you up here? Come here, right up. Come here, come here, come here. So you were taught, you were talking to God this morning. He didn't know he was getting ready to go there. Sure. So you were taught, he's got your money. You were taught yes. the definition of a word from Pastor Parson. Tell him that word. It's the Hebrew word shalom. And what's it mean? It means nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. Come on. Hold on, they didn't hear it, but they would have shouted. Say it slower so they can hear it and they can shout for it. What does it mean? It means nothing missing. Hold on. Yeah. If you want to believe God that nothing's missing, go ahead and shout about it. Yeah. Nothing lacking. Yeah. 
nothing broken. Yeah. My mind's not broke. My body's not broke. My relationships aren't broke. He's going to make it all, all right. Because he's yeah. a good God. I'm about to walk his way. And as I walk his way, just like that man that had a broken back, all he had to do was get up. He didn't have to have the preacher lay hands on him. As soon as he took a step, God gave him a new back because it's in the decision. But I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with him. All of life's wrong with him. So he says, watch. He says, may God's blessing be upon those that fear him and walk in his way. He says, he'll bless you from Zion so you can see the prosperity of Jerusalem. Zion is on the easternmost part of Jerusalem and it's these hills. And so here's what God is saying to the psalmist. Get this. God is saying that the man who fears God in his decisions and lifestyle. Say decisions, decisions. and lifestyle. Lifestyle. This is what God will do according to the psalmist. And I believe him, not you. Amen. The psalmist says God will take him to Zion so we can see the prosperity of Jerusalem. Here's what God's saying. I'm going to take you to the far part and I'm going to take you to the high hills. So from this elevation point, you can look down and see the prosperity that's in the land. God says your acceleration and your elevation is dependent upon your fear of him. Those that fear him shall find new ground. They shall find higher ground. They shall walk a holy highway. Yes. They shall take a new turf. They will go higher and higher. My God Almighty, there's some people that are about to make a decision to get their fear back with God. And God says, I'm going to take you out of where you are. I'm going to take you high enough so you can see an aerial perspective. Here's what God was saying to the psalmist. I'm going to let you see what I see. I'm going to let you see the big picture. I'm going to let you see beyond the mess and see the blessing. My God, yeah. I said I'm going to take you up just a little higher so you can see things a little different. Sometimes you yeah. need to get to a higher point so you can see beyond your front and see your goodness. Amen. Yes. Yes.
that even in the desert the water would come, these valleys that were meant for water that had no water. God would give them so much water that he overflowed even in the desert. Yeah. Make it like a water course where there's not even any water is what he said. God wants you to live in the abundance of his happiness. Yeah. God wants to give you a relationship where there is no relationship. He wants to give you provision where there is no provision. He wants to give you peace where there is no peace. You see, you've got parts of you that are carved out and meant for something, and only you know what that something is. And you've been crying out, God, I'm like a desert, but I, I'm, I, I'm made for water. I've been caved out like a river or a lake. I'm supposed to have water on the inside of me, but I'm in a river. God, put the water on me. Put the water. And the psalmist says, God did it. And they were baptized with laughter and shouts and joy. I just heard God say, I'm willing to turn on the water if you're willing to turn from the lifestyle. Yes. I'm willing to turn it on. I'm willing to put you joy where it looks like there could be no joy. I'm willing to give you a job in a place where there are no jobs. I'm willing to give you promotion when you're not qualified for a promotion. God said, I'm willing. I want to give you your happiness. Stand with you. There's about 60 people that ought to flood this altar when I come to through. If you're ready, close your eyes. If you're ready to get your happy back. You can't come up here and say, God, give me my happy back. You gotta come up here and say, God, I'm here making the decision to get it back. I'm putting away my fist and I'm reaching out my hand. Because my happiness is in walking your way and not my way. My happiness is not in laziness, it's in labor. And so Lord, I'm ready to labor in love. I'm ready to walk your way. Because I'm tired of living with an absence of happiness. If that's you today, nobody's looking at me. Raise your hand right now so I can see that. I see hands everywhere. I know we've been long, but what's 15 more minutes to change your life forever so you can get your laugh back and get your joy back, get your happy back? If you raise your hand and you're serious, and you're willing to do a turnaround today and live for him. Come meet me at this altar and let me pray with you. Come kneel down to this altar right here this morning and tell God I'm tired of having it my way. I'm ready to have it your way. Come on, people are coming already. Come on. Come on, stop waiting. It's a decision. It's a decision. Do you want to be happy? Then you've got to be willing to become holy. If you want to be happy, you've got to become holy. Listen, only those, you'll like this, Pastor Timo, watch this. Only those that have repented and been reformed have the ability to rejoice. Only those that repent and are reformed can rejoice. Your rejoicing is in the decision right now. Now, I know there are some of you that would like to come that you're uncomfortable. And that's okay. God will meet you where you are. With all eyes closed. 
if you know you should be up here, but this is just uncomfortable and not enough room, reach out your hand right now, because I don't want to pray with you. I see those hands. Keep your hand up. I'm going to pray with you. Father, bless these sons and daughters today. Bless them, Father, with a decision. Jesus, you cast out devils, and we're not going to live with devils. You cast out depression, and we're not going to live with depression. You cast out anxiety, and we're not going to live with it. God, today is a new day. Give them their dream back. Give them their joy back. Give them their hope back. Give it back. Father, I pray in the desert right now. In a desert. In a desert. In a desert. You would provide the abundance of water. Now right now, just go ahead and tell God, I repent of living for me. Tell God, God, I'm sorry for every decision I ever made that hurt me. Because when I hurt me, I hurt you. When I make a decision that hurts me, it hurts you. So Lord Jesus, say that right now. Lord, I'm sorry for decisions that hurt me and hurt you. Help me, Father. Make the decisions under the influence of your spirit and your word. Now tell God, God, I commit to being in church every time the doors are open. Nothing shall keep me away because I want to learn the ways of God that I might walk them. Go ahead and say this. Let him hear it. Say, Father, I'm ready to be happy again. And I believe you want me happy. Teach me. Guide me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord.
and you're about to laugh, then they say, what are you laughing at? In fact, I just heard the Holy Spirit say you're going to be somewhere where people get some sad news and you start laughing about it and you feel awful about it. He's about to put so much joy in you. Yeah.
And when I had escaped from my people that had had me captive, I turned around and I looked at this little girl. She was probably five, six years old. Dark hair, dark veins, round face, round eyes. And immediately I knew she was mine. And this was 1997. When I looked at her, I saw a little Bible in my dream, like behind her. And it was the green pencil sharpeners we used to get at Bible school. Yeah. <laughs> but it said, read Psalms 126.5. Wow. <laughs> so when I woke up, I was replaying the dream in my head. And I didn't know that verse. It wasn't a John 3.16, Romans 8.28. I had to go get my Bible and look it up. And when I looked it up, it said, they that sow in tears shall reap joy. <laughs> so when he brought that out, it was just a reminder that she is a promise. And I know she's going yes. to be okay. Yeah. 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 It's not a performance, it's a lifestyle. Amen. Yes. Yes. 
and you wait upon the Lord. Because yeah. I didn't know she was going to be here today. Amen. I didn't know that her daughter was going to be in the hospital. I didn't know until you just found out that God gave her that Bible verse that I ended with as a blessing and as a promise to her. But he knew. How could you not believe? Father, bless this wonderful congregation. Every one of them is here today. Bless them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they turn on the lights and we said amen. amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.